The New Orleans Saints just finished their second preseason game of the year to the Packers. Dropped another one. Not the best overall result. Not a lot of starters played, but there were some observations we can go through, and we'll cover it all here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boot Crew Media, DraftKings Sportsbooks, and of course, Maker's Mark, which, by the way, sent us some pretty cool stuff over the weekend, which I shared on Twitter for everyone. So we'll see how much whiskey we go through over the course of the NFL season. We'll see. It depends how stressful the Saints make life for us fans. Now, the preseason game against the Packers, not exactly uh, an exciting one because so many important players didn't play in this one, which is understandable. But there were a couple of observations, and let's just jump right into it and not waste any time. I thought there were three offensive playmakers in particular that you come away and you look at this game and you thought, impressive. One of them, Chris Olave, who scored his first NFL touchdown in the preseason off a, a pretty nice rollout from Ian Book. And the adjustment that Olave made on that play, I thought, was pretty noticeable. And then two running backs who were vying for that RB3 spot, Ozigbo and Tony Jones Jr., I thought they both looked good. I thought that Ozigbo on certain runs just had a lot of burst. I mean, 5.7 yards per carry. That's pretty impressive. And Tony Jones Jr., um, you know, I'm starting to run into things to say in terms of how he plays in the preseason. When it comes to preseason football, the last two seasons, he's been very stout. You don't have to worry about him. He's going to do his thing. And he did it both as a runner and a receiver, three catches for 20 yards, albeit he did get tackled by Cesar Ruiz on one play. And I'm sure that will be a meme for the next couple of weeks. But overall, another good performance for him. And we talked about it on the last podcast when I had John Hendricks on. He said he thought Tony Jones Jr. was kind of inching closer to that RB3 spot after watching Friday night's game. I don't really think anything changes much. I do think, though, Ozigbo does have burst, though. So there is a decision to make between him and Tony Jones Jr. Now, I mentioned Ruiz, and we talked about him tackling Tony Jones Jr., which was a pretty funny uh, miscue there, and he pretty much got pushed into him. My One of my biggest takeaways, but not my biggest one, but one of my biggest takeaways from last night's game was that Cesar Ruiz has actually improved, and it's it's not a practice fluke where he's really only showing up then. I, no, I think he's looked really good uh, in the preseason, which is a big improvement. You, you're just asking for him to play mediocre football. You're not asking for him to be an all-pro, and I think he's starting to do that, which is great. And then the second factor to it, which might be even more important, is Trevor Penning. And what he was able to do in his second preseason game of his NFL career. Remember his preseason opener, right? Really good in run blocking. Was pretty physical at times, but the pass protection wasn't good. And that was a concern. And everyone talked about it and how he was graded somewhere in the 20s for pro football focus. He looked a lot better in pass protection on Friday night. He looked way more clean in terms of those situations. And he was finishing off his block strong. I mean, there's a bunch of videos you can go find on Twitter that are circulating today on the internet. So uh, I thought that he did really, really well. So I was, I would give that a, you know, a thumbs up in terms of what Trevor Penning was able to do. But I think this is what we have to do when it comes to Trevor Penning, right? Because last week he struggled in pass protection. And I saw some people say, oh, how do you draft an offensive tackle in the first round who can't pass protect? That's just a bust after one preseason game. Well, you got to be fair now, just because he performed well in, in the second preseason game. I can't come out here and be like, hey, guys, like the Saints got an all pro in Trevor Penning. No, no, like it's a give and take. And you see what the bad is. You see if he can improve it, which he did this week. And that's all I needed to see. So I'm going into the final week of the preseason um, with a good feeling on Trevor Penning. And that's simply because he corrected the mistakes he had in the first game. 
And now we'll see in week two, in week three, if he can build off what he did in week two of the preseason. And if you can do that, you just continue to climb up the ladder periodically and you go from there. It's a process, especially with a guy out of Northern Iowa. But I thought that Trevor Penning looks pretty sharp. Now, the, it's not all good, right? I don't walk away from this game and be like, oh man, this this was, you know, they lost 20 to 10, but it's all good. No, there there were two things for me that stood out. One of them is, is Ian Book just continue, continuing to struggle in terms of taking care of the football, right? Uh, the interception... Taysom Hill slipped. You can chalk it up to 50-50 if you want, but I'm more concerned with the losing the snaps, right? That's back-to-back weeks that he's done that, and an important factor is that a lot of his snaps at Notre Dame weren't under center, so that could be why there's that adjustment, right? But at the end of the day, a fumble's a fumble, and turning over the football is not something the Saints want to do. That's not anything, you know, that's not something any team wants to do. And for Ian Book, when you're trying to make a roster and you're trying to convince the Saints that already have Jameis Winston, already have Andy Dalton, and if shit hits the fan, Taysom Hill can start a quarterback. He needs to play so much better to convince them that he should be on this roster. And right now, as of this you know, Saturday, August 20th, I look at this same situation. I don't think they need to keep Ian Book. I really do feel that way. And, and that's not a knock on him to say he can't be an NFL quarterback. It's just right now he hasn't shown me enough for the Saints to use one of 53 spots on him. It's just not worth it in my opinion. And again, this isn't someone that Dennis Allen drafted, so there's no emotional ties there. This was a Sean Payton pick. Sean Payton said that Ian Book reminded him of himself. Well, at this point, I just can't see how he stays on the roster unless he goes out and has you know three touchdowns, no picks, and looks great in the preseason finale. I don't see it, right? Because there's still miscues. He gets uncomfortable in the pocket. Some of it is the pass protection has been great, but there were times yesterday where he got hit, and then... When he did have a clean pocket, he was still moving out. Either that's the internal clock telling him to get the hell out of there or him not feeling comfortable even when he should feel comfortable. So not a lot of positives on the Ian Book front. I thought his touchdown pass to Chris Olave was his best play of the game, and I thought that he did a good job running the football, seven carries, 49 yards. That there's you know That's a good number, but you got to be objective with things like this. And right now, as things currently stand, I can't say that Ian Book should be on the 53-man roster. And I won't, because I don't really think he should be right now. So that's kind of one of the negatives that I took out of this game. But one that I actually think is more important, and I think this is because all of it comes down to draft value, right? I have yet to see Peyton Turner have a big-time play in the preseason, right? Didn't see it against the Texans. Didn't see it against the Packers. And I'm not saying Peyton Turner's a bust. I'm not saying that Peyton Turner can't play I just would like to see more out of Peyton Turner in the preseason, particularly when he is going up against lesser talent, and this should be his opportunity to shine. And it's bizarre, right? Because I know Peyton Turner's rookie season was cut short because of injuries. But when he was on the field, like there were plays that Peyton Turner made. I'm like, okay, the potential's there. He looks good. And then in training camp, you're seeing him make plays, and you're saying, all right, the potential's there. And there was a point where for about a week, he was stringing good practice after good practice after good practice. Now we're not seeing it in the preseason. I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's a mental block. I don't know if we're seeing that's a sign of things to come. I don't know if it's just like he's not going 100%. I don't know what it is. But the best thing Peyton Turner did on Friday night in Lambeau was a preseason dunk on the field goal post that turned into a picture. It was a really cool picture. But that was the one. That was the thing that I came out of this, this game and said that was the best thing Peyton Turner did. Um, and that's unfortunate because this is a guy with a lot of potential and this is a guy who the Saints invested a first-round pick in and – you don't want that to go to waste. Because I look at that 2021 draft class, I know Paulson Debo's good. I know Pete Werner's good when he's healthy. 
But what is Peyton Turner? Because right now, we don't know. And when people start cracking the jokes about him being Marcus Davenport clone or who's who first, whatever they, they nicknamed him, um, that's a Saints Twitter podcast special for sure. If you don't perform, then you validate all that. So I'm not saying that Peyton Turner's a bust, but you, you got to start performing, especially against lesser talent. That's all I'm asking. And it could be a weird situation where the regular season starts and he starts playing well. But for now, I'm like, okay. I'm a little, a little confused as to what's going on with Peyton Turner. Now, what I will end this podcast on, because I want to end on a positive note, and to be honest, I cannot sit here and talk to you guys 25 to 30 minutes about just backup plays because guys like Brian Allen are not going to make this roster, and I feel like I'd be wasting my time if I just give complete in-depth stuff, and I'd be also wasting your time. So I'm going to give you one last takeaway. But before I do that, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Taco Charlton and Malcolm Roach. I thought they played particularly well. Malcolm Roach did have a sloppy penalty that went from getting off the field to giving up a touchdown drive. So that that kind of takes away a little bit. But Roach and, Char- and Charlton, I thought, played really well. Now, the final takeaway that I, I, I walk out of this game, and that was the one thing that was on my mind throughout the night, was Will Lutz hit a 59-yarder at Lambeau Field. And I know it wasn't snowing, and I know it wasn't a regular season game, but the Saints lost a few games last year because they didn't have a kicker, and they finished the year 9-8. and They didn't have a kicker, like I said. They went through four of them. Aldrick Rosas, Brian Johnson, they went through Cody Parkey, Brett Maher. They were, they were going through all the kickers in the world. If Will Lutz is healthy, and I'd imagine he is because he drilled that 59-yarder, no problem. That thing would have been good from 65. This Saints team, you got to add a win or two to the total. Like, that's how important kicker is. So when I see this game, and and you're telling me, hey, Chris, what's your main takeaway? My main takeaway is that Will Lutz is back. And when Will Lutz is back, and the Saints don't have to worry about kicking 35, 40 yarders and worrying about whether or not it's going to go in, this is a totally different Saints team, and the win-loss record changes with a healthy Will Lutz. That's how important it is to have a great kicker, and Will Lutz is in that upper echelon of kickers in the NFL. So... I look at what he did, one field goal, 59 yards, put him on ice. He's ready for week one. But that that's going to be the main thing that I walk away from this game from. Obviously, it was ugly, 20 to 10, a lot of backup plays. But Will Lutz is back, and that's a good thing for the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints are going to wrap up the preseason on Friday against the Chargers. We'll see who plays in that one. Maybe some starters will be involved. We'll see what happens there. But whatever does happen, I'll make sure I have it covered for you guys here on the Straight Up Saints podcast, the destination for. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast.